0: They're going to snap it, and it's Trey Burton who throws, caught. Foles, touchdown. Allen on first and ten, under heavy pressure. He throws, passes man. It's Foster, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. And steps into it, passes, caught. Welcome back to the British Guide to the NFL. We've finally made it to a new season. Another year, Greg, alongside me as usual. How are you doing, mate? Looking forward to the new season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm very well, thanks, Callum. Uh, good to see you again. Yeah, really, really excited, actually. Um, it's been a long off season. It always feels like it gets longer every year, doesn't it? Um, but no, we're finally back to some uh, NFL football. Uh, this is the last Sunday without it. So, yeah, really excited to get back to it. And, uh, yeah, there's plenty to look forward to, especially uh, for yourself as an Eagles fan. Uh, I'm sure you'd be very excited and uh, a lot of expectation now.
0: Yeah, we'll get to it in a bit, but yeah, like you said, um, with the off season, I think because we did loads of work for the draft last year with um, mm. loads of like uh, mock drafts and stuff like that, and it was like we were building up to the draft, and as soon as the draft hits, it's like, well, what do, what do you do now? It's like we've got to wait till obviously a lot of off season moves and changes that we're going to be talking about. I'm going to be mm-hmm. picking out some of the key ones um, as we move through the divisions. Um, so we just get straight into it and um, let's talk to AFC West because for me, I think this is going to be one of the most competitive and, in general, one of the divisions I'm looking forward to, you know, monitoring um, this year. Uh, should we start with the Broncos? Um, do you want mm-hmm. to talk us through a bit about what you're excited um, about the Broncos this year because they made some <laughs> signings.
1: Yeah, they obviously the big the big news for Denver was trading for uh, Russell Wilson, obviously a Super Bowl winning quarterback, you know, top tier, top caliber quarterback. So yeah, that was obviously the big splash move that they made, uh, and they kind of got rid of uh, Noah Fant and Drew Lock the other way. So that was obviously a big headliner um, from earlier this year. But yeah, they they're in a, a good spot. Uh, they picked up Randy Gregory, I think, as well um, from the Cowboys, who is quite an exciting addition. I'm not entirely confident that they'll be uh you know competing right at the top you know they have definitely put themselves in a better position i think um in terms of the way that they've gone about building this roster um so yeah they're, they're an exciting team and yeah russell wilson will certainly bring something new to this team you know a, a qb he's pretty accurate he's very good with his legs uh, he was kind of on a down year last year i think he didn't he didn't really play as well as uh, he'd have liked and his usual standard but yeah there's certainly some intrigue and interest in how he's going to play Um, So that'd be really interesting to see. But I mean, they've got a new head head coach as well, I think. Um, So that's going to be a complete change for them. And they're obviously going to have to adapt to, you know, his coaching style and everything as well. So there's a lot of new faces in Denver and uh, it's just about putting it all together, really. So it's quite a, a tough one to kind of see, you know, to predict how they're going to kind of turn out. But I think they've definitely done well in terms of putting themselves in a good position to be competitive. Um, early on. Yeah, I think. Yeah. What did you make of the move, Russell Wilson? Yeah, I think
0: obviously, um, we I think we've spoke about it quite a few times where it's like Denver have been kind of steadily under the radar for a couple of years, building their roster through the draft. They've got a lot of young yeah. talent. Obviously, Patrick Satan was probably the highlight of their team last year in terms of uh, young stars. They also added yeah. um, DJ Jones. I mean, they've also got, you know, Bradley Chubb to come back from injury. And like you said, Randy Gregory as well. Uh, to add to that, um, it's going to be interesting to see how Russ adapts to this new style of offense. Obviously, like you said, with the new coach uh, Nathaniel Hackett, um, I think obviously he's escaped from Seattle, where um, you know he's quite famous for being quite a run-heavy style, and then he's come to Denver, where um, maybe again a, a run-heavy style with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how you know the likes of Jerry Judy. Um, get involved and I'm sure that kind of uh, passing attack will will grow Uh, um, You know, as soon as you go from Drew Locke to Russell Wilson it's um, bound to get better in it so um, Mm -hmm. like you said I I probably wouldn't bet on them doing as well as maybe people think they're going to do just because they've added Russell Wilson I think it might take a season or so to bed in and um, you've seen it with loads of teams last year with the new head coaches and stuff it it takes like at least a season or so to get going and stuff so Mm -hmm. for me you know, they, they're they probably laundering about that kind of 10-11 wins, I think, from them this season, something like that. Um, but, I mean, we look at the rest of the AFC West and we we went from a, a division last year where it was like, you know, the Chiefs and maybe the Chargers can catch them. And now we're looking at all four teams where all four of them could win the division, um, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go to the Raiders? I mean, Devonte Adams, I mean, what a, what a huge statement that was.
1: Yeah, absolutely huge. Obviously, reuniting with um, Carr from their college days. And yeah, he's uh, obviously an elite, elite player, um, top, top wide receiver. So to bring that kind of talent in, even though Raiders last year were actually very good and they got um, really good production out of the wide receivers that they had. You know, it wasn't an, an amazing wide receiver core, um, But bringing someone like Devontae Adams is huge, you know, to uh, mentor some of the younger guys, but also um, be that statement a big-time player that they know they can rely on now and uh, throw him in the mix of guys like Renfro and Darren Waller. Their pass-catching group is, is pretty strong. Um, yeah, I think the, the Raiders have definitely made a statement there and uh, they've, they've certainly gone away um, about building the... Their roster by making it a little bit more rounded, especially with a couple of defensive additions. So they're, they're uh, yeah, they're looking strong. But it's 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 hard because, as you say, all four teams could come out on top here. This is a bit of a royal rumble um, in that sense. So it's quite hard to know. But I think the Raiders will be uh, an interesting team, and especially that Giro, as you mentioned, uh, Adams and Carr. Um, that that could be a very very um, potent offense with with those two linking up if they can, you know, continue that that good relationship that they do have. So yeah, it's certainly a lot of excitement as you say, Denver. That was a, a big, big news. But then, yeah, Dante Adams going and leaving Green Bay was was massive as well. That was a, a real headliner.
0: I think adding um, Chandler Jones as well as that kind of veteran edge rusher mm-hmm. um, is going to be a good presence alongside, obviously, keeping Max Crosby as well. Um again, like you said, I mean, Hunter Enfro, Darren Waller and Devontae Adams, that could be like one of the most explosive. Um, trio's in in the whole league really. If Derek Carr, the only thing that I'm kind of worried about is the offensive line. Obviously they they cut Levelwood, um, who mm-hmm. they drafted in the first round, um, the year before. So it's like he was
1: terrible though. He was, <laughs> yeah, he
0: was. <laughs> fair, he was. Um, obviously new coach coming in, Josh McDaniels. Let's see how he does. I mean, the the offensive line is very iffy. I think to say the least. I think that's where, um, maybe Derek Carr's success is going to be determined this year. Um. Again, it's it's one of them teams where it's like, if you get good QB play, you've obviously got the weapons in place um, to to succeed. And you've got Josh Jacobs, hopefully, having a better year because he was quite disappointing um, last year. Do you want to move on to the Chargers?
1: Yeah. Yeah, they've, they've, they've made some good additions, to be fair, I think, the Chargers. Uh, I don't know what you've made of that, obviously. Um, everyone's talking about their, their sort of offence and how well they've gone about it, but they've traded for Khalil Mack and a few others, and they've, uh, they've put a real real good roster together, I think. They're strong favourites at the moment. I don't know if you see it that way, to uh, to win that division.
0: Yeah, Khalil Mack, um, Gerald Everett uh, is another kind of reliable tight end option. Um, JC Jackson... Um, is a big addition i think from the patriots yeah. and also they drafted zion johnson and the guard um, at, at number 17 in the draft so again we had a few questions over the charges offensive line um you know before la- before the start of last season um and i think you know again the charges i think are ready to take that leap forward again this year i think uh, although i kind of see you know a, a few of their departures i mean you're looking at justin jackson who was um quite good but he had limited opportunities kazia white who went to the eagles um who had records um number of tackles for them i think um in terms of the linebacker player um and they lost uh Nwursu as well um but i think the charges are, are, are again going to be one of those teams where you know they're they're in that window of opportunity really to kind of maximize um, with justin herbert I mean, he's still on his rookie deal. I mean, but you know the kind of talent mm-hmm. that they have around him, you'd expect them to, you know, take a step forward again. I think this year, um, and we're saying that, and then we've still got the uh, the Chiefs to talk about. I mean, it really is a stacked the division this year, the AFC West. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go on to the Chiefs? I mean, adding Ronald Jones um, from the books uh, to start off with, mm-hmm. Juju Smith Schuster uh mvs from the packers and then drafting sky Moore. obviously they they lost tyreek hill which is just a monumental really that could um okay. just ultimately shift the dynamic of the complete offense i mean but it's hard to bet against patrick mahomes um even with you know limited options um how do you think the Chiefs will so fare this year
1: I think that would still be really strong. I know a lot of people fancy the Chargers to win this division. On paper, yes, the Chargers roster is probably better than the Chiefs, um, you know, man for man. But at the same time, I think the Chiefs have actually got a wide receiving core now before. You know, the guys outside of Hill and Kelsey and maybe... Uh, Pringle was productive at times uh, you know, harbin has been very hit and miss but um, their wide receiving call was was poor, uh, if we're being honest so to get guys like uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Valdez Scantling drafting Moore, as you say, they've definitely got more strength in depth now and even though they're not going to be as reliant on guys like uh, Hill and Kelsey, um, it will make their Offense as a whole, much, much, much better and and more well-rounded, I think, as well. And they had a big loss on the defence as well. Tyron Matthew leaving and going to the Saints. So that's a a large hole to fill, you know, a playmaker, a bit of a a a maverick on defence, but uh, a sensational player nonetheless. So, yeah, it's quite hard to tell. But I also think they did well by getting Carl Aftis in the draft uh, defensive end. I I like the look of him a lot and I think he'll do well um, in Kansas City. So, I think yeah, I think they're a strong roster. I still think they're, you know... Strong and probably could be top in that division, but as you say, it's so so tough. There's just so many uh strong rosters in in that division, so 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 hard to tell. But yeah, they've done a lot, there's had a lot of changes this off season. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they fare fair. But I, I, as I imagine, there'll still be contenders in the AFC,
0: yeah, I think so as well. I think the only kind of doubts really are the defense in terms of the bank, like you said, with Carl After, you're kind of banking on. Instant results from the likes of Carl and also um, Trent McDuffie. They added, um, you know, in, de- in a defence that really had quite a lot of, you know, porous, you know, stretches um, last season. They've given up big players, and you know, for a team that's, you know, wanting to contend every year um, with with, you know, Patrick Mahomes at the helm, it's 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 going to be pretty difficult for them really to to compete with, you know, not really replacing Tyron Matthew, and yeah, it's. it's again it's going to be an interesting one to see you know do they just go for a straight shootout and just try and outscore teams like you said i think that kind of more well-rounded wide receiving core is going to give them a different dynamic and i think it like you said it might actually help them um i know that's a mm. crazy thing to say when you've just lost yeah arguably the best receiver in the game but you know i think if juju can stay you know fit mvs should a bit of promise um with rogers so you never know to be honest um, there's a lot of promise coming from um a lot of good things, should I say, here in, um about Sky Moore. Um so yeah, it'll be an interesting one, I think. Um but again, this this division is is wide open for four, for all four teams really, isn't it? Um if we're being yeah. honest. Um and you know, when you look at it, arguably the division with the best four when how would, how would you phrase it? The best four not the best four quarterbacks, but the division with the
1: well, yeah, they've got the, yeah. the strongest. You know if you yeah.
0: were to, yeah, if, if if you were to do it
1: divisionally and pit them all against each other, they've got You've four, yeah, the quality of all four yeah. quarterbacks is is strong. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. But yeah, the uh, the uh, AFC West was very, very, you know, busy this this off season. And um, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see how they stack up come January, February time and how that uh, division finishes.
0: Yeah. Uh, Should we move on to the AFC East? we we'll move on to your boys, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Um start us off mate
1: yeah so we uh we picked up von miller on a, on a big six year deal which uh, was quite shocking i was like oh my god six years the way it's structured is uh is quite cap friendly uh later on so yeah it's not too bad but von miller is obviously um an unbelievable player, um, a Super Bowl winner as well. So someone like that to come into the locker room is huge. You've got a lot of young pass rushers. So for him to come in as the kind of mentor and the leader in, on defense is, is amazing. So yeah, picking him up was great. A couple of other underrated pickups like Roger Saffold at guard um, was pretty good and a couple of defensive linemen as well. that I think we, we rotate the defensive line heavily. So I think that's quite Good to get stronger uh, and more depth in there. So, yeah, we've done pretty well. And then in the draft, getting Kyrie Elam, a cornerback, which is uh, huge for us. Uh, obviously, Trey White's been injured and he's going to miss the first four games, I believe. Um, so, yeah, getting someone like Elam in uh, is fantastic a really good athlete and exciting player. And then James Cook, the running back as well, uh, someone to get quite excited about. So, yeah, a few interesting moves. Um, something that I'm quite excited about is to see this Buffalo uh, offense again. Um, obviously we let Beasley walk uh, at the end of last season but picked up Crowder as a kind of slot guy as a replacement so yeah, a few interesting moves I think we're in a strong position uh, we kept our most of our main guys as well um, so yeah, we're in, we're in a strong position I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way this roster's been set up so yeah been busy off season
0: uh, Yeah, that, that defence is starting to get properly stacked now I think mm-hmm. um, obviously we saw Josh Allen take another step forward I mean, I mean is it a bit of a revenge year again for you guys? Because it's like, I mean, I remember that that game where you got knocked out against the Chiefs, and we was like up at like, or was it three o'clock in the morning, talking to each mm. other while we're watching it, and we're just in complete disbelief how that game played out. I mean, sh- surely that kind of, you know, the the hurt that the guys must have felt after that game. I mean, again, it feels like, you know, Buffalo, a bit of an underdog story again. You know they—they they are really going to go for it. I think this year. I think they could be, you know, at least contenders, maybe even winners. I don't know. I don't want to give it an early shout, but <laughs> yeah, surely there's got to be a bit of kind of revenge in there this year again.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think you're right. There's going to be the fire in the belly, isn't there? Um, you know, those those memories of, of falling just short and the way that that game ended. Yeah, that that will be uh, on their mind for sure. But as I said, bringing guys in like Von Miller, who's a you know a winner uh, and an elite player, is is huge, and that will you know resonate throughout the team. Hopefully, you know we've got, still got a strong coaching staff and um, and everything else. So yeah, we're we, we're in a good position. And as you say, I think a lot of people are backing us as the favourites for the Super Bowl and X, Y, and Z. And you know, as you say, it's, it's a lot season it, it could play out however uh, however it does but yeah we're uh, certainly one of the stronger rosters at the moment and that's uh, a credit to the sort of staff behind the scene the front office that that have put that together really so yeah it's, um yeah it's pretty interesting but I think even in our division if you look at, um, across to some of the other teams the New York Jets uh, another team that have kind of been building their roster nicely what, uh, what do you make of their off season?
0: Yeah, I think, obviously, they um, they added help in in, in the defence, obviously, adding Jermaine Johnson, Sauce Gardner. I think they quietly had one of the best drafts, really, when you look at the kind of yeah. the value that they got, especially in the first couple of rounds. Um, now, we did see Zach Wilson go down with a bit of an injury, didn't he, in pre-season, but I think he um, should be OK, I think, uh, for the start. Um, again, I think it's going to be an interesting one. I think Zach Wilson is primed to take a step forward, but, you know, major questions, again, on that offensive line, I think. Um, and I'm, I'm still not convinced that they kind of have, you know, star weapons just yet um, to kind of maximise his potential. But I think, you know, it's one of those teams where the Jets are starting to build, like kind of like the Broncos a couple of years ago, where they're starting to pick up talent especially young talent on the defensive side of the ball and in a few years maybe um they're going to be really good because the, the amount of value and the amount of picks that they've accumulated over the the last couple of years you know if they can kind of if they turn out okay then i think the, the jets are going to be in good stead and i kind of like robert Salah as well you know i think he showed quite a lot of promise last year you know even though they maybe you know didn't win as many games as um, fans would have hoped i think robert Sala still showed a bit uh, where you can kind of think, OK, we've got something to build on for next year and you've got that kind of, if you can keep that partnership together of Wilson and Salah and kind of build from that, I think, um, yeah, I think I think they'll be one of those teams that maybe win a few more games this year, but again, they're in a division where obviously you got the Bills and probably the Dolphins that you're looking at as the, the two headliners. Um, do you want to talk mm-hmm. about the Patriots, actually, the other team that we've not mentioned yet?
1: Yeah, yeah, so... Um... They had quite, yeah, a bit of a, a, bit of a strange off-season, I suppose. They lost JC Jackson to free agency, and he obviously went to the Chargers. They also traded Shaq Mason to the Bucks for a fifth-round pick, which seemed, you know, a little bit of uh, poor um, poor work by their staff to let him go for that sort of cheap, especially when you consider that the Bills uh, traded one of our backup cards uh, to the Cardinals for a fifth as well. And, you know, Shaq Mason is much better than Cody Ford, in fairness. Um, but, yeah, they, they've had a decent... Um, off-season they, they traded for Devontae Parker which was an interdivision trade from the Dolphins so they've now got four or five uh, sort of very mid-tier wide receivers now which I'm sure they'll be excited about um, and they also traded in Keel Harry away to the Bears so yeah there's been quite a few changes at wide receiver and um, bringing some new faces in they're still not as, uh, as strong as they used to be of course um, I don't think they have really got anything that's too threatening uh, as a Bills fan I'm not worried too much yeah. about the Patriots and you know Mac Jones is an above average quarterback we know that he, he's decent and he can he can still you know hurt us but I think at the same time there's nothing on their roster that I'm really really worried about um but yeah they also drafted Tyquan Thornton the wide receiver who apparently has had quite a good preseason as well so maybe there's some things to be excited about in New England um yeah there's been a couple of changes but yeah they're, they're, they're building their roster slowly and as you say it's a bit of a process isn't it a lot of this stuff takes a couple of years post-braid year is always going to you know be a bit of a struggle so keeping Belichick around is probably uh, a good thing for the moment and he still has that pull to bring in some good players as well so yeah New England are, yeah they're still there uh, and they'll, they'll be winning some games they'll be causing a few problems for some teams but um, yeah they're, they're a decent side and their season has been a bit turbulent I'd say
0: yeah I think, you know, like you said, as as long as they keep keep hold of Belichick, I think it's going to be one of those where it's like a high floor. He's he's probably not going to let them have a disastrous season, but again, a quite a low ceiling in terms of personnel and and quality, really. And I don't think it, you know, exactly screams, you know, a title run like um, like back in the days. So uh, I mean, the Dolphins talking about the you know title run. I mean, bloody hell, the Dolphins went for it this year and this this off season. Um, so many additions. Um, obviously, we mentioned Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, and Jalen Waddle. Wow, I mean, you talk about pure speed. That's going to be scary for for any any teams that are going to be playing them this year.
1: Yeah, very very difficult to defend against those two guys. As I say, we we've seen what Tyreek Hill can do, uh, especially to Bills wide receivers. Uh, sorry, uh, cornerbacks. Um, so yeah, it's not great that he's now in division as well. But um, yeah, the, the Miami of certainly gone all in as you say they've certainly spent their money in free agency Um, some of their draft picks their young team that they've had before some of them are starting to shine now and and come through and some of them aren't necessarily but they've they've been replaced by by better players you look at the signing of Teron Armstead at left tackle that's huge you know one of the best tackles in the game uh, massive, massive signing, and then uh, signing Teddy Bridgewater as a backup QB. That's that's not a bad move for a, a fairly cheap one-year deal. And then, yeah, extending Xavier Howard, trading for Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. There's certainly some really good moves in there. And uh, with the new head coach, uh, it's a really exciting time to be a Dolphins fan, I would imagine. Uh, they're certainly putting themselves in a position to challenge. You know, they've gone all in, they're running back room looks much, much stronger as well this year. Um, so yeah, I think there's certainly a team to look out for. I'd definitely be looking over my shoulder at the Dolphins, I think, and uh, it, could, it could be a bad, I think.
0: Dolphins are suddenly becoming the, the running back factory of the league, really. They added Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Sony Michel. I mean, it's not a bad three to have on top of what they already had. So it's, um yeah they added Cedric Wilson as well. Um, who's probably going to be that number three option? Obviously, they lost, like you said, mm. lost Devante Parker and lost uh, Will Fuller. Although did Will Fuller even play any games last year? Did he play one?
1: Uh, I, I think he played one, but yeah, he yeah. He, he didn't really do I anything. It really was a bit of a waste of different. time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Again, I think it's it's like I think the only problem that we kind of had about the Dolphins the other year was was their offensive line. Like we said obviously adding to an is a big kind of move where you kind of think okay we've got something to build off of um again it's probably going to be reliant on qb play and whether Tua can, i know we've kind of been speaking about this for quite a while now but you know it's going to be all on Tua whether he can step up and kind of take another step forward and i think you know when you look at trying to maximize potential out of qbs you know I think they've, they've they've put everything in place to kind of maximize his potential because you've got Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill who are going to give him you know pretty easy completions over the middle or even deep you've got plenty of options to go out or you've got to have protection at running back in case you know he's maybe not he's in a scrappy game where he's like maybe not throwing as well as he could be I think I think he's got everything in everything in place to kind of succeed it's just whether he can go on and kind of take the reins a bit um because he, he had a few kind of rough patches last year where he was kind of benched and he was kind of in and out and it was a bit all a bit kind of shady really wasn't it? So it's like mm. new head coach as well of course we're not spoken about uh, coming in. So again they're going to be an interesting watch this year the Dolphins, but I think there's you know there's plenty mm. plenty of good things that outweigh the bad things right now in Miami.
1: Yeah, as you kind of alluded to, they've put him in the best position possible now really, so he doesn't really have any excuses to. Her. Um, you know, he, if he can't shine in this kind of offense with, you know, some better protection, then, you know, he really is going to struggle in this league. Um, hence why I think the Bridgewater signing might be a, a smart move if it doesn't quite work out with Tua. But at the same time, they've gone all in. They back him completely. Um, so, yeah, it'd really be interesting to see how that develops. But they'll be they'll be strong. But, yeah, they, they've made some big splashes this offseason, really. It's been a pretty busy one for the Miami backroom staff.
0: Mm. Talking about busy off seasons, do you want to talk about Cleveland briefly? I mean, what a kind of disaster. <laughs> um, mm. I mean, losing obviously Baker Mayfield, going to the Carolina, and then they added Deshaun Watson. I mean, adding Amari Cooper. They've had a kind of like, a, in terms of obviously, we we'll speak about the Deshaun Watson situation if you want, or if not, then, but it's apart from that, if you look aside from that. Their off-season is just completely up and down, even without that in the question. Like adding yeah. Amari Cooper, they've been a bit of a, a weird one really to watch Cleveland, have not
1: it? Yeah, absolutely. As you say, even if you take the Deshaun Watson one out, you know, losing uh, Jarvis Landry, yeah. JC Tretter retired as well. You know, some of the key parts of this team. Um, have left and they've kind of lost a couple of big players and brought in a couple of big players. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's hard because you, you can't really keep up with it because it feels like constantly in the bloody news, the Cleveland Browns. Um, but yeah, they, they did quite well in the draft, actually, as well. Um, picked up a couple of nice players that I think they'll definitely use. But um, yeah, pick, pick, picking up a couple of players, as you say, Amari Cooper um, is a, a pretty good pickup. Um, and that, that'll be, he'll go in as the, as the top, wide receiver there but yeah they've, they've kind of had a QB carousel really I think they had three or four different QBs playing preseason. Josh Rosen uh, obviously he's had a, a very turbulent NFL career but he's now back on their practice squad Jacoby Brissett's come in to Sean Watson trade you know what I mean so it's been mm. huge and obviously Baker Mayfield's um, being unsettled and being traded away it was a little bit of a strange one, but he was always going to be unsettled as soon as they started pursuing to Sean Watson. So it made a lot of sense. And even Matt Ryan, to be fair, he did the same thing out of Atlanta, didn't he? Uh, they sort of were in talks to try and get to Sean Watson and he went, right, well, you don't respect me. So uh, he went elsewhere. But yeah, I mean, Cleveland's a bit of a mess, isn't it? At the moment, um, certainly a team that I w- won't be getting behind uh, ever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a very, very strange one, but yeah, they, they the AFC North is a strong division. Um I don't think they've, you know, gonna compete massively, uh, especially if their Q B plays a little bit here and miss with guys like Jacoby Brissett and stuff. But um yeah, I don't know how you uh, evaluated their off season. The Browns have been
0: They've basically, we were saying this the other day, like they've basically gone from that kind of underdog franchise where everyone kind of secretly likes them um the other year especially when yeah, they felt a bit draft, sorry for midfield him in. yeah yeah you have to in. then he the, was a kind of likable guy you know you had that underdog mentality about him and then they've suddenly just descended into absolute chaos and just becoming one of the least likable franchises with some of their moves that they made and the whole way that they dealt with the deshaun watson thing and it's just absolute embarrassment really isn't it so again like you said not a team i'm going to be getting behind this year um Again, when you look at the kind of the North as a, as a whole, obviously the Bengals were the big story last year, getting to the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, I mean, you look at the Steelers, going to be an interesting one with Kenny Pickett at the helm, uh, the first season without Ben Roethlisberger in almost two decades. Um, Mike wow. Tomlins yet to post a losing record in fifteen years. Um, you still got obviously the stars like Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, um, but again. It's, it's going to be a on QB play, really, and you don't really know what to expect from Kenny Pickett. I think he's going to probably, you know, he's not going to exactly, you know, light it up in terms of fancy kind of stylistics or anything. He's going to be kind of maybe Matt Jones-like, you know, a guy who you can just rely on complete, easy completions and stuff like that. Um, you look at the Ravens, I mean, how do you see the Ravens? Because they've had a bit of a tumultuous off-season as well.
1: Um, yeah, I'm. I'm really high on the Ravens. I really like the some of the moves that they made. Obviously, they had a very, very good draft in the first couple of rounds. They got Tyler Linderbaum, the center. They got Carl Hamilton and yeah, David Ajabo yeah. as well. Um, probably a discount because of uh, yeah. his injury. So yeah, I think that was that was a very impressive draft that they had. Um, and then looking at some of the other signings, obviously they're sort of bringing in quite a few running backs, Mike Davis and Kenyon Drake on one-year deals. Um, assigned Marcus Williams to safety, Morgan Moses to a very friendly deal. So. Yeah, they've gone about making this roster you know, pretty strong. The only thing that worries me is their wide receiving core. Um, as we, um, oh, we haven't actually mentioned it yet, but obviously Marquise Brown got traded to the Cardinals during the draft and he was their go-to wide receiver. So it's now down to the rest of the guys, which in fairness, probably isn't, you know, the greatest depth and the, or the highest quality wide receiving core. So that does worry me, but obviously we know what Lamar Jackson can do. You know, you can single handedly take the game away from you. Um, so yeah, I think the Ravens are a team I'm certainly, Pretty pretty high on, but yeah, they've had a very busy uh, off season, lots of ins and outs. But their secondary is very very strong at the moment. Their defense is unbelievable.
0: I think every you know, and every NFL fan was so jealous when they made that Kyle Hamilton pick. And I mean, he's, he's yeah. kind of the player that everyone was touting as you know, in terms of complete package, like someone who would kind of an athletic freak who we not seen the likes of at safety and just an absolute you know versatile player maker who can be kind of yeah. utilised all across the the defence really I think the, the fact that he fell to 14 was a bit strange as well and you saw um, yeah. a couple of teams including the Eagles passing up on him and I was like it was a, it was a bit of a strange one that really because everyone was kind of predicting him to go like top five top seven maybe uh, somehow yeah. managed to fall to 14 and um, well, again, like...
1: I think I think maybe they went with the, the strategy of just take take him because he's the best player available, yeah. and we'll sort it out later. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. We'll find a way of using him because, yeah. Um, yeah, as we said, their there's secondary stuffs like really strong already. So adding him in was like, oh my god, like this is these guys are gonna be a problem. Um, so yeah, it was it was strange how it plays out in the draft.
0: I think it might have been similar to the kind of Nakobe Dean situation. The, the, how how did he fall to? Was it the second or the third? Uh, um, yeah. And he was like at that point, like every everyone in the league was passing up on him. Was, and then you just get like the Eagles front office and just say, Don't overcomplicate it. Just take the best person available. We should have gone yeah. in the first round. Just take him. And then we'll sort yeah. everything out after. Um but yeah, signing Marcus Williams um was a big kind of acquisition, wasn't it, for the for the Ravens. And um obviously getting Marcus Peters back from injury is gonna be huge as well. And they expect Marlon Humphrey to be pretty stable as well so they're going to be a you know a kind of you expect that though don't you really from the Ravens to kind of have that kind of ball hawking defense who's going to you know rough it up every game and stuff so um again another team to look out for um although I am interested to see how Lamar does like you said without Marquise Brown um but I think they'll they'll do all right in that division um, yeah, definitely.
1: the the Bengals, sorry, just quickly yeah, while, so. while we're on it, um, you know, signing a few offensive linemen was huge. We all knew that Joe Burrow needed more protection. Um, you know, can't can't have him be getting injured. So bringing in Alex Kappa, Ted Karras, and Lyle Collins was all were, were very smart moves. Uh, so yeah, hopefully you can see. Um, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase do their thing a little bit more often. Um, now he's got more protection. So yeah, bet the Bengals. I feel like people are kind of like oh the Bengals, oh that's nice that they got Super Bowl last year, but they've kind of forgotten about them. Like they're yeah. still serious contenders, yeah. and they've got a better offensive line. Um, so yeah, definitely don't sleep on the Bengals. But I, I, yeah, we, we we're both fans of the Ravens. I think in the way they've gone about their offseason Yeah, um, so they also
0: the, the Bengals actually also obviously added um, Hayden Hurst as a kind of replacement for CG Uzoma. And also a, a pick that I really like from the Bengals, uh, Daxton Hill, the safety. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of a guy who can play safety or corner, and it was another one of those kind of best available picks. Um, fell to thirty-one, uh, which was quite surprising. But yeah, I think again the Bengals will they'll do all right, won't they? It's kind of weird how they've kind of completely disrupted the narrative and completely ruined the narrative of every rebuilding team in the league now. <laughs> Because it's like, yeah. like, you know, you rebuild for a couple of years. Now, the, the Bengals don't. They reach the Super Bowl in the, you know, the second <laughs> year of like of
1: yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's plenty of other big off-season moves. I mean, we're probably going to get to talk about about your Eagles because they've, uh, they've been making lots of different moves and signings. And uh, talk to me about how you're shaping up now.
0: Howie bloody Roseman. He's had an absolute stormer of an off-season, hasn't he? Um Obviously, a bit of an unexpected playoff um, run last year. Um, they fell short against, absolutely, let's be honest, they got absolutely smashed by the books. Um, as to be expected, really, when you look back on that roster compared to now, um, I mean, some of the additions, I mean, I, I know we've we've kind of, well, I don't know if you have, but I've definitely gave, um Howie Roseman a lot of stick over the past few years. But I think you, you've just got to give him credit this off-season, really, because, um, I mean, he could have kind of, you, you see a lot of um, general managers around the league who are kind of happy to to let the team rot and kind of not really push it. But, I mean, he's really come back, hasn't he? I mean, A.J. Brown, yeah. that massive trade. I mean, I don't think anyone was expecting that on draft night. Um, no, wow. He I mean, shows up to the Eagles, the 2,000-yard seasons on his resume. Um, obviously, knows Jalen Hurts a lot from, um, I think he's a childhood friend of Jalen Hurts. Um, so you've got AJ Brown and Devontae Smith lining up as each other. That's a pretty scary thing to face. And you've got Zach Pascal, I think was a decent addition. Um mm-hmm. reunited with Nick Sirianni from India. And um, Jordan Davis, obviously the draft, thirteenth uh, pick, um mm-hmm. who's a complete, you know, game changer at, at defensive tackle. I mean, everyone's saying how mm. destructive if he can be at kind of that nose tackle position, adding James Brad- Bradbury, I think, was a decent replacement for Steve Nelson, who was on a kind of one-year yeah. deal. Um, although I was actually looking back at his stats, he did k- give up quite a lot of touchdowns last year for the Giants. But I think he also had four picks. So um, mm. Zia White, I think, was a really underrated signing from the Chargers. Um, broke out with career-high marks in most defensive cra- categories uh, last year. And Hassan Reddick as well, coming off back-to-back campaigns with eleven or more sacks. Um, how do you see it as like a as an outsider? Because obviously you look back on on the roster; they they've gone from like a four-win team, and then last year was a step forward. And then how do you see it progressing this year with those additions?
1: Well, I actually probably think they're a real contender in this division. Obviously, Dallas are, are probably just the ones that you need to hunt down. But yeah, I, d- I mean the Eagles we were talking about this last year a lot and your linebacking call was just pretty yeah. pretty shocking um so as you say Kazir White and the Kobe Dean and a couple of these additions are very, very very important but no I mean I applaud the fact that they've gone out and you know they've taken a few risks and they've traded for this guy they've you know they've they've not been shy with spending money when they need to um and moving around in the draft as well and as you say Jordan Davis is like an absolute Freak uh, is an unbelievable player. So it's going to be really exciting to see him alongside Fletcher Cox. Um, but yeah, seeing some of the, the guys that you brought in. But not only that, but getting rid of someone like Jalen Rager as well, who you traded to the Vikings, <laughs> probably an upgrade that. as well. Um, so yeah, but as you say, having having someone like um, AJ Brown alongside Devonta Smith now, you know, Jalen Hurts is similar to, to a situation where they've kind of put him in the best position possible. Yeah. The offensive line is already one of the best in the league got two elite wide receivers there you know a couple of decent running backs that can be helpful when they need to that will do a job they're serviceable so yeah they've put themselves in a very good position so i like a lot of the moves that philadelphia have made um but it's one of those where it needs to pay off in the next year or two because some of the contracts you know might come back to bite you in a couple of years time um with some of the additions but that is Signing a league, to be fair, um, you know, you're, you're going to have to pay whatever the market is at that at that time. But no, I, I like the Eagles. I think they've made some pretty smart. Smart decisions.
0: It's also going to be fascinating to see how, like you said, they've put. It's a kind of a similar position to Tua in that they've they've put him in that position now, where he's not really got any excuses to be honest, Jalen Hurts, because it's like this year is like this is the make it or break it year for another contract. Really, um, you're looking at the roster as a whole as, as a kind of a, a legitimate division challenger really in the nfc um so if jalen doesn't cut it this year i think I, I think you kind of have to move on from into you know, i mean i think you kind of owe it to the to the sort of roster to if he doesn't cut it this year i think to, to kind of maximize you know the, the the window of opportunity that this roster has got um yeah i think you've kind of Obviously, they they started off two and five last year, and then they kind of only got going when they started to run the ball with the. Uh, they brought in Jordan Howard, um, who's not currently on the team, but they did um, add Trey Sermon, which was pretty decent. I think um, yeah, I was kind of surprised cool. that the Niners cut him actually. Um, mm. And then Kennedy Brooks as well, who they drafted from um, Oklahoma. Um so again they they kind of stacked to that running back position. Hopefully Miles Sanders can stay healthy. I know that's kind of the question. Um that's been mm. kind of cropping up over the last couple of seasons, really. Um but now you've got that legitimate, you know, wide out, you know, star presence of AJ Brown, and you've got to kind of you, you can't be one dimensional anymore. So it's gonna be it's gonna mm. be a make it break it or make or break it year for Jalen Hurts in terms of his passing. And stuff like that. You you've really got no excuses to be honest. Now, um, I mean, we could talk. Do you want to talk about the commanders? Um, Carson Wentz going to to the commanders was a bit of a strange one. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Our, our best mate Carson. Um, yeah, he's he's down in Washington now. They've they've made a couple of decent uh, additions as well. Getting Andrew Norwell in at guard. Um, and drafting, they they did draft quite well actually. Um, Sam Howell they picked up uh, as a QB in, in uh, round three, I think it was. Johan Dotson they took that in the first a... round, which was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, I was
0: uh, just going to yeah, say was... sorry, that, that Sam Howell was a strange one falling to round three, but
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was so unpredictable of all the QBs in this draft, uh, and yeah, apart from uh, Pickett, I mean, the next one taken was round three, I think. Anyway, wasn't it? Was, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was very strange, but yeah, Washington, they're probably. Slightly stronger than they were last year. Um, You know, Carson Wentz on his day can be uh, quite a good quarterback. Uh, I don't think we've seen that a lot recently, but hopefully a new change of scenery might work for him. It didn't quite work. uh, We've also
0: been saying that for the past three seasons. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm very aware.
1: I'm very aware that he. this is not a Carson Wentz victory tour where he tries all 32 teams and then tries to actually you know, make it work. But um, in Washington, they've got um, some decent pass-catching running backs. They've got some decent wide receivers that they just need to kind of um, keep feeding the balls to, guys like Scary Terry. Um, and they've got a decent offensive line as well. That That defence... Um, last year was underwhelming, I think. Uh, we all know it's very talented, but didn't really produce that often enough. But yeah, I think Washington are in, in a decent position, but I don't think they'll be uh, challenging necessarily. I'd still look at Dallas and Philly as the two teams that are going to be um, right at the top, really. I'm sure you're probably more worried about uh, Dallas than you are.
0: The yeah, we, don't, we don't need to talk about the Giants, do we, really? I mean, <laughs> Brian Dable, your mate Brian Dable. I mean, apart from that, I mean, obviously, uh Kayvon Thibodeau was quite a good. Little steal for them in the draft, but th- I believe he's injured now, isn't it? I don't think he's going to be ready for the start of the season. Um, we don't need to talk about Daniel Jones. I'm not going to spend any time <laughs> on Daniel Jones.
1: No, they <laughs> drafted very well. The Giants, Evan Neal and Cadeon yeah, uh, at the top of the first round, very good. Apart from that, they've signed a lot of Bills uh, fringe players and practice squad players. They're still an absolute mess. They just still overpaying everyone. Now. It would just, yeah, it would just be. Laughable, I'm sure. Um, yet yeah, again, I'd certainly be think that the Jets are a lot more likeable at the moment than the Giants 100%. percent
0: and we're bringing in Cole Beasley
1: next. They, they will, I really would not be surprised if they did.
0: <laughs> um, another kind of obviously that a team that's you know gone from you know contenders to who knows what really this year, the Packers, and um, obviously losing Devontae Adams. Um, Going to get quite a few players back from injury. Jai Alexander didn't play that many games and Bakhtiari, the left tackle, didn't play many. Um, You know, you had guys like Russell Douglas stepping up um, and the other corner, what's his Eric Stokes, um, who played pretty well as well. Um, How do you you see the Packers without Devontae Adams? Because this is kind of a weird kind of first time in a while, really, where Aaron Rodgers has not really played with any stars, um you know, apart from you could argue, Aaron Jones in terms of running backs. but in terms of wideouts, you've got a group there that's kind of question marks.
1: Yeah, yeah, no I think you're right. and it's a little bit similar to the Chiefs in the way that they've kind of lost the main go-to guy at receiver obviously the Chiefs losing Hill and Adams leaving Green Bay but then they've, they've picked up a couple of guys that are serviceable and they'll be good um you know I don't think the wide receiver calls as strong as the Chiefs I'm not saying that but getting guys like Sammy Watkins in for a one-year deal draft in Watson and Dubbs or Dubs or however you pronounce it um you know a couple of guys that can, can come in and be playmakers but yeah, it's it's going to be strange to see Rogers, you know, without Adams in Green Bay. Um, but I think that their defense is very, very good. You know, it's a very solid team um, all round. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, they're still the strongest team by a mile, I think, in that division. Um, so it, you know, they haven't got too much to worry about. But yeah, they've they've had a bit of a strange off season, I suppose. Um, they've extended a couple of guys, you know. Um, uh, Campbell, the linebacker, um, you know, locking him in was very, very important for them. And as you say, getting Jair Alexander back is massive uh, too. But yeah, the the wide receiving core is a big question mark. It's very much um, something that we're going to have to wait three or four weeks to see how they actually um, progress and how they they all fit in. But he's got his best mate, Randall Cobb, there as well. Um, So, yeah, um, it's, it's a bit of a question mark still, I think
0: do you you kind of think it might be one of those situations where things don't go right this year could this kind of i mean we saw things start to boil over in terms of the rogers situation the last couple of off seasons now like Mm. like when do you when do you start seeing it going really bad like do you do you think it will kind of self-implode at some point or do you think rogers will just kind of because for me like aaron rogers always comes across as that guy who's He's obviously one of the best QBs of all time, but maybe a bit more chilled out and relaxed in terms of Tom Brady, in terms of like elite winning mentalities. Like I, I'm not saying like, yeah, I don't know if you if you know what I'm trying to say, but like Rogers seems that kind of more chilled, kind of. I'm not saying less driven than Tom Brady, but that kind of guy who's kind of a bit more relaxed about things. Like, how bad do you think it gets until he kind of just walks away?
1: I mean, we all know uh, Aaron Rodgers is a bit of a diva. I can't stay away from the headlines. So um, yeah, it, it it could be a couple of weeks in if they if they lose a couple of games early on and you know wide receivers it's not really clicking or whatever. He could he could just be you know there will be more rumours that he's gonna you know he's gonna retire and whatever and you know the rumours will start again. It could it could happen very easily a couple of weeks in to be honest. But yeah, if after this year say they make the playoffs and go out um, you know one or two rounds in. He's probably going to start debating it again, isn't he? Um, yeah. I do feel for Jordan Love to be honest. Uh, as a bloke, he's kind of you know, he's waiting in the wings, but it's always you know, to and fro in. And is he, is he going to get the start? Is he not? You know, what's Rogers going to do? And it, he's, he's kind yeah. of wasting his time, really, isn't he? Um, but yeah, it, it could certainly all go, all go Pete Tong if um, if it doesn't click this year. And yeah, it's it's a weird one. Rogers is a. Yeah, he, he's, he's in a, a strange situation where he's kind of got the roster, well, but he's got the franchise by the Bulls, really. Um, yeah. But, you know, they need him more than uh, more he needs them, basically, yeah. um, at this point. So, it's yeah, it's a very, very strange one. It could implode very, very quickly, to answer your question.
0: Do you think, you know, the Vikings have a legitimate option of challenging for that against the Packers um, this year? Because, obviously, they've been a kind of, you know, that kind of perpetual like wildcard contender they've never kind of been bad enough to kind of completely reset and start to rebuild but they've never obviously on the other hand been good enough to chase for a title as well like obviously replacing Mike Zimmer um ex-Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell coming in um Kirk Cousins has kind of been that kind of stable base for the franchise um you know they've still got obviously Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and then now the kind of the defensive side of the ball, you know, post Mike Zimmer years, kind of looks more balanced in a way. You know, Z'Darrius Smith, Jordan Hicks obviously joined the likes of Eric Kendricks and Daniel Hunt at linebacker now. Like, do you think the Vikings could have a legitimate shot this year in terms of that? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, they've definitely got stronger, as you say, a couple of the additions that they've brought in um, do make them stronger, especially Zadarius Smith, who uh, I like quite a lot. And then in the draft, they went Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth Jr. So two players for their secondary. But the one thing that does worry me is that is their secondary. For the last couple of years, they've been taking guys in a draft and it hasn't quite worked out. They've been very young, hence why they brought in guys like Patrick Peterson for a year and that kind of thing. So that. That little bit does worry me. You know, their defense last year they could easily put up 30, 40 points on offense because Justin Jefferson, and Dalvin Cook, etc. But then it was just their defense could not stop a thing. Um, but on paper, their defense definitely got stronger. But as you say, it's it's tough to tell really how they'll um, they'll gel. And uh, I think that that defense might be lacking a little bit of experience, especially in the secondary um when it does get tight in games and you know it, it really goes down to a couple you know a, a game winning drive or you know stopping the other team that they, they really could struggle uh, at the back end of those kind of moments and there were so many games last year if i remember rightly the vikings it was like one score games and yeah. it was you know the final drive that they just bottled it on or yeah. you know they had a 10 point lead and all of a sudden it's flipped on its head like um the the vikings are a team that i like and i think can do well but i think they just Getting their own weight quite a lot, to be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's very true. Yeah, they're, uh, they're a bit
1: of a strange one, but
0: again, I don't. You sure. look at the other two teams, the Lions and and the Bears. I don't really see you know much from. <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of like what Dan Campbell's doing in, in Detroit, and obviously the Eagles play them first game, so that's going to be an interesting watch. Yeah. But again, it, it, both teams like the Lions and the Bears are not really you know teams that you expect to progress much further in terms of you know make it, you know charging for the playoffs or anything just yet mm. um and yeah, a, an interesting yeah. team as well the the Panthers obviously acquiring Baker Mayfield and they've still got Sam Darnold you know mm. they kind of threatening to to almost break into that wild card position maybe hopefully getting Christian McCaffrey um healthy all year um rather than just kind of featuring for a couple of games and then getting injured um how do you see Baker faring in carolina
1: I think it would really suit him, to be honest. Um, I think he's excited, you know, a a new change of scenery, somewhere where he's actually going to be valued as the QB. And as you say, he's competed against Sam Darnold. So, you know, he's kind of won that that first, um, you know, QB1 role um, as well. But yeah, I'm quite excited. Uh, I think their wide receiving calls got better. They traded for LaVisca Chenault as well, who I think is quite a good gadget kind of player on offense. So, yeah, their team looks a little bit stronger and I, I'm I'm a fan of Baker Mayfield, I like him as a person uh, and I think his personality will come out a little bit more uh, now, he feels a bit yeah. more comfortable in Carolina um, but yeah, they've kind of, they've not been afraid to go and get um, you know, go and get Baker. So they clearly trust him. Um, they're giving him some weapons to work with. They already had a couple of good guys on that on that roster anyway. And Christian McCaffrey is uh, he, he's back. You know, is he going to be fit and firing? Who knows? Um, but it's someone I'm really excited to see. Actually, um, McCaffrey it feels like I've, I've been following the NFL for a couple of years, but it feels like he's never yeah. he's never fully fit. Like he's never actually firing. You know, he's, he's a bit of a myth in that in that sense. Yeah. Um But no, yeah, I, I quite like it actually. How do you how do you think Baker's going to do?
0: I agree I think it's a similar situation where it's like you look at Carolina and you look at Cleveland and you know in many ways in terms of like their setup in terms of culture and and stuff like that um, in terms of that kind of underdog kind of quality that Cleveland once had um, maybe not so now but you know they've kind of got similar kind of you know expectations of being like kind of tough and gritty and stuff and I think I think Baker will, like you said, be up for the challenge. Um, he already seems quite fired up about um, going up against the Browns. Um, so I think, yeah, I, th- I think he'll do all right, to be honest. And I hope he does as well, because he he's kind of one of those guys that, like you said, has a very likeable personality, if, if especially if you followed him throughout college as well. There's some incredible yeah. compilations of what he did at OU. Um, yeah. And D, obviously getting them kind of secure, and um, targets as well, like you said, with Lavista Chanel and then DJ Moore um, and Christy McCaffrey as well. So it's kind of a similar setup where he had a, you know, like he did in Cleveland with that predictably, you know, sound running game that they had mm. um, and then options through the air as well. Although I think he probably has more talent now in terms of um, wideouts than he did in Cleveland. Um, Definitely. Apart from yeah. Odell Beckham, he didn't really have much. I mean, Jarvis Landry was always kind of off and on, wasn't he? So it's like mm. I think he probably had he probably, he's probably in a better position now, really, in Carolina in terms of um weapons and stuff. And I think yeah, I think he'll do all right. I mean you look at the rest of that division. I mean the Saints are also in a bit of an odd place, really, between mm. contending and rebuilding, you know, obviously after the retirement of Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Um yeah. I think they they did have quite a decent draft, like in terms of Chris Olave, I think was a good option. Um I think he'll do all right. Trevor Penning up front. Um, I think it's a good option. Although, you know, you've got Jameis Winston at quarterback, I think there's always going to be questions. Um, he's never really stayed healthy or consistent as a starter for years. So um, the Saints, I mean, you look at the, the Falcons as well. And I mean, the Falcons have had a bit of a disaster with the whole Matt Ryan situation and how mm. that ended, did. And a bit of a weird one, really, in that division.
1: Yeah, definitely. As you say, Lancers kind of been a very turbulent off season in the fact that they've obviously traded Matt Ryan away, who's a long term quarterback. Calvin Ridley suspended for the full season as well. Um, Russell Gage left and ended up at Tampa Bay. Um, so yeah, they've kind of stripped it back to the bare bones, and they're um, you know got one of the weaker rosters. But very very excited to see Drake London uh, alongside Kyle Pitts, um, two very exciting pass catchers, uh, two young fantastic guys. So yeah, they're they're doing. Uh, they're going about it in a very strange way because obviously their hands are tied with a dead cap from Matt Ryan's trade, to be honest. So I do feel for them in that sense. But yeah, they're, you know, they're, they're definitely going to take a year or two to actually get back um, to be in, uh, in contention. But I, I like the moves that the Saints have made, actually. I'm, I'm a fan of the Saints. They tend to be... Um, a little bit underrated. I think they'll, they'll come away with eight, nine, ten wins potentially this year. Um, as you said, they've picked up Tyron Matthew, um, Marcus May, they've signed as well. Uh, driving, drafting Chris Olave is big, um, you know, get another playmaker. Michael Thomas is going to be like a new um, a new signing, isn't he? Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of, of that and I think that uh, Carolina and the Saints uh, are two teams that I'd definitely be on the lookout and certainly uh, two intriguing offences that I'd, I'd like to I'd like to watch more of this year, so I'd, I'd certainly be looking out for those two. But yeah, some some pretty interesting additions. But again, I think Atlanta have had to go and get a couple of guys in the draft and then re-sign a couple of veterans to keep their team relatively competitive. I suppose. Uh
0: I guess the the last um, one that we haven't spoke about is the NFC West. Um Any teams that have kind of no, it's yeah, you've no, it's kind of. I mean, we can speak about the Nines if you want quickly. I mean, obviously mm. they've kind of gone in, all in on Trey Lance now. Um, yeah. I mean, Jimmy G's still on the roster, but um, it looks as if Trey Lance is going to be kind of um, taking taking that team forward. Um, Debo Samuel, the kind of contract negotiations have been quite weird over the off Um uh, yeah. I mean, you've, as long as you've got kind of the likes of Nick Bosa coming off the edge, you know, Fred Warner, I think they're always going to be a team where you can kind of rely on their Defensive ability and obviously George Kittle on the offensive side of the ball as well. What do you make of the Niners this year? Because they've they've obviously been a team that over the last few years have threatened to kind of uh, make a playoff run, but have never quite got there really.
1: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think they've they've always looked quite good, and they they do get on a bit of a roll sometimes. And yeah. uh, all of a sudden, you know, four or five wins on the bounce, and everyone's looking over their shoulder, thinking oh, the Niners could be a shout. And even when they got to the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, that kind of came out of left field a little bit. So yeah. in in some respects, they're similar to the Saints, and I think they're a little bit underrated. You know, they've, they've got a very good defense, as you say, uh, with Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, uh, like that. You no, know you're always going to be uh, in in and around the game. So yeah, it's quite interesting to see that they've. Uh, they have paid uh, Debo with an extension, like a big, uh, pretty big extension. Um, but yeah, they're still debating argument internally about what his role is going to be and how they're going to utilize him. But yeah, it'll be quite interesting to see Trey Lance have a go because even when he was in college, we didn't have a massive tape to work yeah. off because he had you know one one and a bit seasons. I think it was one and a half seasons as a starter, yeah. so um, pretty limited actual knowledge about how well he, he can play. So yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see what um, the The 49ers can do, but again, I think it might fly under the radar a little bit. But they're they're in a tough division, uh, which is the other thing you have to kind of understand. So it's quite similar to the uh, AFC West, four teams that could all, you know, any any one of them could be finishing first, apart from the Seahawks, obviously.
0: Yeah, I think the Seahawks are going to really struggle this year. I think obviously venturing into that kind of first time territory of life after Russell Wilson and what Pete Carroll does. Um, I mean, Pete Carroll's so close to getting sacked last year. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't know he's as <laughs> popular. Um, and even with Russell Wilson, at times they looked very debatable last year. Um, yes, they've got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. You know, they've added Noah Fant um, as a decent option at tight end. But I, I, I mean, you're supposed to look at that defensive side of the ball. I mean, it's it's really weak. Um, I think there's a, there's a few new guys in the the likes of Shelby Harris and Nuosu mm. from the Chargers, I think, but I mean, I think the Seahawks are going to really struggle. I think Pete yeah. Carroll could be um, coming to an end, really. I, I think it could all blow up, really, in, in terms of the Seahawks, especially mm. in the division that they're in. I think it could it, it could be one of those situations where it quickly gets out of hand, um, you know, quite badly, really.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think well, I think the self-destruct button's already been hit. Really, you know, Chris Carson yeah. retired. Um, you've traded away Russell Wilson, as you say. I think Pete Carroll could be out the door as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty bleak at the moment for Seattle. But there's a couple couple of uh, perks. You know, Drew Locke's still on his rookie deal, so they're not spending loads on a quarterback. Yeah. But in a year or two, that's something they're going to have to address is finding a, a top-tier QB. Really. Um, so yeah, I'm intrigued to see how they go, but I don't imagine it'd be too uh, too too great for them but looking at the rams this year they've they kind of went in all in last year by trading for some big games and stuff like that and they, they've uh, really backed them as well they've, they've extended a few guys cup donald they've brought in bobby wagner uh, on quite a big deal so what do you make of uh, how they're gonna be this year
0: i thought a really good and a kind of nice pickup for them was alan robinson because he was kind of getting talked mm. about in terms of going to the eagles or a few places wanted him, and he's kind of always had those injury concerns. But I think he'll be quite a good replacement for um, OBJ. Um, you know, as a guy to complement Cooper Cup. Um, obviously, losing Von Miller to you guys, um, who's mm. probably bringing that veteran experience, um, is probably going to be a, a bit of a miss for them. But I think, I mean, you look at how well they performed in terms of, even if they didn't have the the strongest, you know, position by position. Um, kind of groups, they kind of all performed well. I think you know, I really like their coaching setup, and I think they'll they'll probably have another you know sound playoff run again. Really, when you're looking at yeah. you know the stability that Stafford brings in at QB. Um, obviously, not a team that um, you know as a, as a Rams fan, you probably switch off on draft night because there's not much to watch really. <laughs> um, no, exactly
1: irrelevant it's not... until day two or three.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, but you yeah. know it also brings up that kind of age-old question of you know, which is the is there a right way to go about winning? Is, is you know do you load up in the draft and try and build up a roster like you know say the Broncos have done over the past few years, or do you just you know go out and just spend everything and and, and literally you know buy a championship in a way? Um, but I think they'll be all right. I think I think the Cardinals um, is going to be an interesting one to watch as well with Cliff Kingsbury, another guy who's kind of teetering on the edge of, you know, is he kind of in that sackable um, window yet? Um, yeah, his head's on the
1: block pretty much. Yeah,
0: yeah pretty much. I think Kyler Murray's going to really have to save his neck again this year. Um, um, but I think, again, that that division really is wide open. I think you probably favoured the Rams, obviously, because of their Super Bowl last year. But again, I mean, you look at the Niners or, or the Cardinals for a second place in that, division, I think, uh, yeah. I
1: think. It's going to be wide open again, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think the Cardinals obviously extending Kyler Murray, big five-year contract, so we'll be happy with that. Getting um, Marquise Brown in as well, wide receiver will be big. Uh, you know, Hopkins is suspended for the first six games of the season as well, so maybe they start a little bit slow and then get better when he comes back and they get into a groove, but well, as, as we know the Cardinals could be Six, seven, and oh, and then yeah. they still will not made the playoffs. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it it could be another turbulent season for the Cardinals. But as you say, Cliff Kingsbury is very much um, you know within the crosshairs. Um, so it could be uh, intriguing. But yeah, that's a that's a tough division again.
0: Yeah, it is. I think um, we've well, we've kind of covered quite a lot there, really, haven't we? I mean, we've mm. kind of jumped about, but we've uh, covered a lot of obviously quite a busy off season. And the draft as well, which was an exciting one. Um, we're looking to hopefully do a, a preview of the first game week um, before Sunday. Um, should have that out uh, by the end of the week, hopefully. And um, yeah, uh, thanks for joining me again, Greg. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, but no problem. At all. It's been a nice little catch up. Um, yeah, it's good see to see where back. we are by by um, the first few games of the season. You never kind of know because <laughs> it's like the first couple of games obviously can get up to a bad start and. You know, let's let's see how, how um how our teams are by by winter, really, and then you kind of take it from there, don't you?
1: Yeah, we'll see in the playoffs in
0: February. Yeah. <laughs> uh thank you for listening, and uh we'll see you on the next one. Thanks. And they're gonna snap it, and it's Trey Burton who throws caught falls touchdown. Allen on first and ten under heavy pressure, and throws, has his man. It's Foster, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. Gano steps into it. Pass is caught.